I'm Samuel Davis Jr. Welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast. A black man wearing the police uniform of blue can be painful. The mission of this podcast is to understand the necessity of proper policing and fair treatment for everyone. Black and blue is a delicate balance with the scales of justice never reaching all people. These are my stories. This is my journey, a 28-year career in law enforcement that's led to making a difference in the lives of others. The name of this story is Keys Gone. So I, I just hit the street this particular evening. It was about 9.30 or so after we get out of roll call. I received a call from dispatch. The call was in the downtown area. This was the sector I was working patrol in that point in time. So the call was regarding a welfare check on a female who lived alone. It seems she called a family member and claimed to be a victim of a crime. Now, that's pretty much all we knew. As I drove to the house, I wondered, you know, what this person had experienced that had her so out of sorts. I was told by dispatch that she was uncontrollably crying and the family member could not make anything out. I thought of many different scenarios while on my way to her location. There are so many different ways to view this job as a police officer. But when you remain positive, your faith will usually keep you going in the right direction. Things usually go right. I pulled up, got out of my squad car, and knocked on the front door. A female answered. We greeted each other. She was wearing a white robe, and she was crying hysterically. I asked her some preliminary questions, and she could not get the answers out for the most part. The young lady did answer questions about her name, her birthday, and other things like that. But when I asked her what happened, she would sob even harder. After 20 minutes or so, she had calmed down enough to talk. But during that period of time, I did not lose patience because as a police officer, you run into a lot of different victims. And sometimes they're so emotionally caught up of what happened to them, they're not going to be able to speak to you right away. And I, I understood that and actually kind of expect that sometimes. I asked her if she'd been sexually assaulted and she said no, she had not. She managed to get that out. Suddenly she told me that her truck had been stolen. She said, I got the license plate number and my vehicle has been stolen. So I got that information from her put that out over the police radio so more officers can be aware of the stolen vehicle driving around. After a few minutes, she became calm. She began to tell me why she was so emotional and what type of crime she had been a victim of. She sat back on the couch, asked me if I minded her smoking a cigarette. I told her it was okay. White robe on, took a deep breath, then went on to tell me a story that was one of the most stunning I have ever heard in my life. What happened that has you so riled up right now? I asked her. She responded, This morning, I went to work about 9 a.m. I got off work about 4.30 p.m. When I got home this afternoon, I was so tired I could barely walk. So I took a shower and went to sleep. I sleep in the nude. I laid there on top of the covers and crashed out. About an hour later, I heard a noise came from the kitchen. I lifted my head up. I continued to lay there, opened my eyes. Didn't hear anything, went back to sleep. I didn't hear another sound after that, so I thought it was just nothing. About an hour later, I heard another noise. So I got up out of my bed, grabbed my robe, put it on. I started walking down the hallway towards the kitchen. When I arrived at the end of the hallway, I physically bumped into an intruder who was walking down the hallway in the direction of my room. After we bumped each other, he looked at me. I looked at him. We both screamed really loud and took off running in opposite directions. I ran to my room, slammed my door, and locked it. I started screaming. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call the police on you. Get out of my house. About a minute later, I heard my truck start up. I looked out of the window and saw him drive off in my truck. I have no idea how long he was in my home. 
When I saw that he left, I got on the phone with the police and walked through the house looking for what he might have taken. She knew her truck had been stolen, but was unsure of what else the burglar had taken. As she walked through her home, she noticed several items missing, nearly 40 items to be exact. It took some time for me to understand, but the most hair-raising event during this burglary was the special coins and jewelry taken from her room. They were worth a considerable amount of money, but their monetary significance is secondary as compared to where they were stolen from. These items were located in her bedroom closet. Her closet was less than three feet from her bed, where she was laying asleep and in the nude. The cat burglar spent significant time in her room taking these items while she slept. What a scary thought to have an intruder in your room while you are totally in the nude, just feet away from you. The crime of burglary generally makes people feel vulnerable, but to know a sexual assault could have easily taken place in this situation is a great deal more frightening. The next day, her truck was located. There were two males in the car. None of them matched the description of the cat burglar, but those two suspects were both arrested, just not tied to the burglary. As I look back at this particular call, I think of a lot of the victims of crimes that I've dealt with in my 28-year career as a law enforcement officer. Being a victim is one of those things. It's always negative to be a victim. In situations like this, when you have a young lady that a cat burglar is in her house and stealing everything they possibly can, it didn't matter if she's three feet away from them or not, that can be kind of scary and traumatizing. And in situations like that, this is why, as the police officer, you always always have to keep your people engaged. If you're talking to a witness, make sure that witness knows that you are showing some type of empathy for them because they are truly victims. And there's no telling what she's gone through in her early life. You know, if she was was a victim of, you know, some type of assault or something, we just don't know. But as police officers, this is one of the reasons why you continue to be positive, because even in negative situations, people will understand when you're asking them questions. They'll handle things a little bit different. The more love you show them, the more they will respond to you. And to me, that's one of the most important things I always try to do on calls like these. 